the most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan had originally come to Pineview to trace Dudley Ward's missing son, whom Ward had believed had been born to Landini, the noted opera singer, after her separation from him. Landini is murdered, as is Dr. Swan, a suspect in her murder. Charlie Chan has journeyed to Reno to interview Miss Meacher, Landini's secretary. There he learns that Ward and Landini had a son, but that he had been killed three years previously. The mission for which he had come had been fulfilled, but he remains at Pineview to bring to justice the murderer. The mixed cigarette box lid, the pink scarf in the dead woman's hand, evidences of poor eyesight stay uppermost in his mind as clues as he walks into the study dimly lighted by the fast-dying twilight. Well, Inspector Chan, back earlier than I thought you'd be. Welcome back to Pineview, Inspector. Ah, it's beaten. I did not see you in the twilight. And it is a gorgeous twilight. Don, we were sitting watching it. We, <laughs> well, we haven't spoken for half an hour, <laughs> I believe. Fortunate are they whose understanding of each other requires not spoken words to convey their thoughts. Well, did you learn anything, Inspector? I spoke to Dad over the phone, but he wouldn't give out much. Perhaps I'd better go. There may be. Indeed, no, Miss Beaton. Please, sit where you are. Before I report on my progress, Sheriff, did you learn anything in my absence? I did, Inspector. I, uh, I kind of hate to tell you, but I learned that our Singh wears glasses. Indeed, that's strange. I became acquainted with the same fact while in Reno, accidentally. Hmm? Mr. Ward left our Singh's glasses at opticians to be fixed. I picked up same and have them here for our Singh. Tell me, Sheriff, how did you learn? Ryder mentioned it. Casually or making definite points of seeing that you knew? Well, that's hard to say. I haven't that gift for telling from people's features just what their thoughts are. In fact, <laughs> I'm not much help. I'm like, uh, like an aunt beside you. Do not disparage yourself, so. You are, as my cousin, Willie Chan, baseball player, would say, <laughs> on home ground. <laughs> I am only stranger passing through, and it has been well said that the traveling dragon cannot crush the local snake. <laughs> <laughs> Do not believe, however, that I consider myself dragon. I lack, I fear, the figure. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you don't breathe much fire, Inspector. You're much too kindly to be a dragon. Alas, I fear I have poor reputation for policemen. But to continue, about Arsene's glasses. Well, Miss Leslie was with me when Ryder asked if Mr. Ward had remembered to take Arsene's glasses to be fixed. Then it could be construed as a definite attempt to indicate to us, that is, on part of Mr. Ryder, that Arsene has poor eyesight? Yes, I guess it could. Come in. Oh, you, uh, you speak of me, Mr. Chandler. You like to speak of me in study? Yes, Arsene. Yeah. I brought your glasses back with me from Reno. Oh, oh, I think, thank you very much. Uh, without glasses, no kind of lead. Anything else can do all right, but the lead or the same English paper and the English book, suppose not to go glasses, no can do. So I think you read English. Oh, so, so, me read English. Mr. Leiter, when he, a little boy, goes to school, he teaches me read English. Another clue goes up in smoke, eh, Inspector? So it would seem, Sheriff. But who can tell? Smoke can indicate where fire is, even if the observer is far off, and dead ashes tell where the fire has been. Oh, the class is the number one to fix them. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chan. Uh, you like to ask any more questions? I think not, I think. Good night. Uh, I go make us some chocolate, some uh, night cap. You come downstairs, huh? <laughs> Very good, I think. <laughs> Somebody singing. My brother, Huey. Come. We shall go downstairs quietly so as not to disturb. Sheriff, we shall combine business with pleasure. Judgment was not influenced by by family pride. Oh no, but no, no, indeed. Who have arranged your concert? The Adolfo Musical Bureau, mostly. <laughs> Adolfi, what does he know? A businessman with the soul of a herring. <laughs> I, Louis Romano, I could manage you. I could make of you a huge success. Do I know the, what do you call the game, senor? <laughs> I invent it. From one end of the country to the other, I will make you famous. In Europe, too. Uh, for salary, of course. But I, I have no money. Ah, but you forget. 
You inherit Landini's money, and there is a plenty. I know, plenty, though it is a tie up in real estate. A house in a Washington Square, an apartment a building on a Park Avenue, a villa at the Magnolia. I don't want it. Oh, but you should leave better the chance. I tell you, you lack a confidence. A voice like yours, I would exploit it. Uh, for salary, I would assist the gladly. I gave a concert in New York. The reviews weren't very good. Reviews? Bah! Critics, they are sheep. They never lead. They follow. New York. What is New York? London, Paris, Milan. Ah, uh, but you must place yourself in my hands. You must believe in yourself. I tell you, you can sing. Uh, what are you thinking, Mr. Chan? To me, it sounded most beautiful. Ah, you see? What have I said? A layman, an outsider, one who knows a little of music, even he says so. They, you will believe me, Louis Romano, conductor opera, empresario, born with the music in the soul. I tell you, with Landini's money... But I won't take Landini's money. Not worry, Mr. Beaton. You will not be called upon to take it. It was not left to you. Oh, I'm so glad. And I. It's worried me ever since. Then Landini's will. It was never signed. It was not signed. It was not signed. I am uh, so sorry, Mr. Beaton. I will not be able to accept the position you have so kindly offered me. I will be otherwise engaged. Oh, but I repeat it. You have a wonderful voice. You needed a confidence. Uh, Mr. Chen, if Landini die, uh, what do you call uh, uh, interstate... Uh, uh, her property is left to... Uh, to her to the, uh, son, perhaps. You... you mean uh, she had a son? You yourself said so? No, I... Oh, no. I had no real knowledge on the point. I was... A Lying? I was a desperate. I explained that. Any chance that offered. Uh, have you ever suffered? Have you ever been hungry, Mr. Chan? You are telling the truth, Romano. Unconsciously. Landini had a son. Oh. But he died three years ago. Ah, poor Landini. That was just before our marriage. I would not know. So I am of opinion that her property is yours, Romano. Again, thank heaven for that. Uh, I'm going upstairs. Good night. Good night. Yes, good night. Ah, Landini. She would never listen to me. Time after time, I tell you, you must cease to procrastinate. You must not forever put things off. I tell her, you say you do this, you say you do that, but you never do. Always put off. Where will it finish? It have a finish in fortune for me. She would not listen to me, and so it comes. A fortune for me! <laughs> yes, Romano. Landini's murder meant... A fortune to you. Oh, no, 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 no. You think I kill her? Santa Madonna? Do not think of that. I love her. She was dear to me. Oh, I adore that glorious voice. Oh, you do not think that I, I, Louis Romano, would silence that? For the present, I do not think at all. I say for the present. Good night. Was Romano really surprised to find himself heir to Landini's estate? Or is he, as of old, a good actor, simulating surprise? After you have heard your sponsor's message, Inspector Chan will be with us again with another gem of Chinese philosophy.
I was wondering, Inspector Chan, if you had any further thought to leave with us, perhaps on the subject of understanding. Indeed, yes, Mr. Wilson. Man may store up riches, surround himself with beautiful paintings and rare books. But if he have not understanding, he is very beggar. Man may have no more than bowl of rice and crook of arm on which to lay a weary head. But if he possesses understanding, he is richer, in fact, than fabled wealth of Eastern potentates. Thank you, Mr. Chan. It is much honor, Mr. Wilson. I bid you good night. Thank you.